Daddy, what are you doing? Putting some stuff together for our 10th anniversary show. 10 years? That's as long as I've been alive. Yep. You must make a ton of money doing the show for that long. Well, not really. Let me get this straight. You've been doing this show my entire life, and you don't make any money doing it. Yeah. Do you at least sell shirts or pins or anything like that? Well, no, but... One Little Spice has been around for four months, and they have shirts. I think it's time for bed, sweetheart. To Geek Salad episode 165, the sleeper hears ya, the sleeper don't care. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we are celebrating 10 fun, happy years as Geek Salad. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, and we're Turn here to celebrate. We're here to celebrate. Oh. Hey! Oh, that was a good pop. That was, that was a, a good, good pop. That, that actually came up on the microphone there. That's awesome. Um... Yes, yeah, we all did our Kermit arms yay, so we're... So, yes, we are uh, celebrating 10 years. August 12, 2008, um, Mike Ciceroni and I took up space in what is now my son's bedroom and recorded the very first episode of Geek Salad, which was essentially like everybody else's very first podcast when you don't really have a direct point of view. We did... um, we essentially, it, if I was going to say we had any overreaching topic at all on it, it was kind of HBO classics <laughs> yeah. type of movies. Um, but we also talked about, like, that's when Bernie Mac died, and that's when um, Isaac Hayes died. It was just like, okay, we're going to do parts like this, and we're going to kind of make it a new show. We're going to talk about what we're watching on Netflix right now. Yeah, that was a regular segment, too. That was a regular segment for one episodes. one episode. <laughs> I think you did mention it in the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, barely. Um... Then we introduce Mike as a as almost like our call in. Yeah, in the third episode. Third episode, yep. Yeah. And then, uh oh, they're having an argument here. Those are chocolate chips. He's Those threatening are... me with oatmeal cookies. But they're it, chocolate chip cookies. We it's must we we must rebuild the trust, Catherine. It's not just it's not just the raisins. It's the oatmeal. Oh well. No, okay. Can't stand the smell. Really? Oh, like I... breakfast oatmeal? Ugh. Oh my goodness! Oh, really? My goodness! Oh. God, it's disgusting. So yes, smell that. Smell that though. So, it has been an amazing 10 years. I, I salute this team. Uh, for the most part, for the last... Chink, chink. Chink, chink, chink. Yes, we're using classic here. Um, <laughs> for the most part, in the last five years, this has been the group. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, 
Catherine and Joe for joining us. This oh, is, thank you. This yeah. is, for having us and inviting us. This has been an incredible adventure. Um, I make that sound like I'm turning the gun on myself next, which I'm not. <laughs> so, well, with Joe, we just invited him the one time. He just kept coming back. Exactly. He's going to get rid of me. Get out of here! Call the cops next time. <laughs> so anyway, we actually do have a point to this episode. Um, we are going to be sell- we are talking today about the biggest moments and or movements, good or bad. Yeah, the oatmeal and the uh, champagne don't go together, do they? Well, it, <coughs> <coughs> no, 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 the oatmeal is fine. The champagne is—it's that alcohol taste. Yeah, this is, oh, this is very sweet. This is martini and rosti. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is this nasty is, spumante. No, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this is a nasty. Um, it's not as—it's not as nice as the nasty I served you guys when when my husband and I got married. Ah, yeah. This is this is a more. This is more the sh- off the shelf. This is more yeah. pedestrian. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> plebs. Even, like, the liquor ads that used to be on in the 80s where they would have, like, there was one, remember that Martini and Rossi, Asti, Spumante bullshit? And in the ad, there's, like, this groovy party going where everyone's boogieing and having a good time, and the camera's whipping around going, why are you drinking Martini and Rossi? And the guy goes, because it's Tuesday. (laughs) That's what a wino says. A wino says that. (laughs) Then... The camera whips over to this hot young chick and they go, why are you drinking martini, Rossi? And she goes, because he said he would call me back and he called me back. (laughs) See, normally I fuck anything that hoves into my field of vision, but this guy's new in town, doesn't know my reputation as the town jizz jar, and he's going to try to start a relationship, and I'm going to kill a few brain cells and try to blot out the memory of when I fucked that softball team in the abandoned hospital. The, is, the bubbles are smaller. This is plastic cup martini yeah. Rossi. <laughs> At least we're not drinking it out of a paper bag. <laughs> so, yeah, Thank we're talking about we, <laughs> we are talking today about the biggest, uh, good or bad, uh, moments and movements in, the geek, in geek culture since 2008. Um, a lot of stuff has been going on, and we kind of alluded to this on our last episode, uh, that we have a hot take. That's the that hottest we one. need to hash out. Now, let me... Let me tell you where I, I saw this. A couple weeks ago on Twitter, uh, Rob Liefeld, who is the creator of Deadpool. And Cable. And Cable. And uh, X-Force. And the man X-Force. who can't draw feet. Right. <laughs> Posited a very, almost unpopular opinion on Twitter stating that he felt that Iron Man and Dark Knight were released in the same year, 2008. Yep. But that Iron Man has had is the more important of the two movies. So I just decided to take all the credit. That's sort of arrogant and thoughtful. But still, you just killed him off. That's pretty dark. I mean, you knew the guy almost your whole life. He tried to kill me twice. And haven't you learned yet that if you put your supervillain in prison, they just vow revenge and break out again? Yeah, that that never happens. So after you killed him, what happened? Well, after that, I uh, had a press conference and told the world I'm Iron Man. What? What? Dude! You can't give away your secret identity. Why not? Because I did, and I'm awesome. So, in your face. You just can't. I mean, you're not supposed to. Eh, I like the attention. And you mean to tell me you've never revealed your secret identity before? Uh, no. Ha! Try every girl you've ever dated. What? Oh, I'm Bruce Wayne, and I like you. Let me tell you my big secret. Oh, you're one to talk, Mr. Mind Eraser. Oh, don't even. I will freeze breath your face off. No, you won't. That is the hottest of hot takes. That is the hottest of hot takes. Um, Catherine, your husband Joe pretty much was on the on oh, Team yeah. Iron Man for this because because you know Iron Man and Dark Knight came out and 
Iron Man was what started the MCU rolling to the colossus that it is today. And DCU... I don't... <laughs> the Dark Knight led to the Dark Knight Rises, and that's it. I yeah. don't... It's, and, it's not an incorrect assumption. Or it's really not a bad take. Because it, the evidence is there. It shows what Iron Man led to. You know, you, we've seen what Iron Man has led to. Yeah. You know? Um, now, I... But, yeah, I, but... To get down to brass tacks, you can't deny that Dark Knight is the better movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no one is going... I don't think I don't anybody, think anybody will anybody deny will. that. You cannot deny that Dark Knight is... And, and Iron Man benefited from low expectations. That's I agree. True. That is I true. absolutely agree. When because I remember when it came out, we were all like, "D Marvel is scraping the barrel, yeah, going for Iron Man." And and typecasting Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Right as an alcoholic, yeah, yeah, as an alcoholic playboy, <laughs> which really was living was, under, who was living under the shadow of his more famous, which father. is never explicitly said, but right, but well, Dark Knight is a better movie, absolutely, but. I posit, I posit that Iron Man is a more fun movie. Oh yeah, just pure. It's fun. More, yeah, Iron fun. Man. Iron Man is more of a, a pure popcorn movie. And the Dark Knight Dark is Knight's, a movie. There's, there's parts. It's, of no, it is a motion picture. It's, it's a, a film. film. It is a film. Yes, there are, there are parts of it that are lousy, like. Uh, oh, the perfectly planned um, capture and release of the Joker. That's Bond villain. Bond villain. I mean, think about it. He got captured with the, the the intent that he's going to get rescued. Yeah. And and havoc will ensue the entire time. I I get that. Yeah. And and you know you know Batman Batman begin you know the the, the first one was fine. This the second one was better because Maggie Gyllenhaal was better than Katie Holmes. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but but yeah, the whole the whole Joker thing things started to get a little predictable, and then you can call every beat in Dark Knight Rises. Well. And that's dark, the thing. No, with Dark Knight Rise, Rise is not Dark Knight. Right. Here's all right. Here's how I'm going to break that down. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna really do the long the long take here. Iron Man. Yes, Iron Man. At the end of the day, is the more influential. But there were a lot of little moving parts that had to happen between 2008 to 2009 when Disney acquired Marvel. It was 2009. Yeah, it was 2009. We didn't know how serious they were about the Avengers. Until they finally wrapped filming in 2011, and as like 2012 comes around, it's like, okay, I guess they're serious about this. Right. Well, I mean, we knew what angle they were going with it from that post-credit sequence. Yeah, but the other thing is too is that I'm not really sure. I don't really know. I don't think. Quite honestly, I don't think anyone took it seriously until more movies started to tie it together. Until the Incredible Hulk. Right. Well, no, no, but even that was even that was tacked no, on. It wasn't until Iron, Iron Man think until yeah Iron Man two, and then when Captain America: First Avengers came out, you're like, okay, yeah, they're yep. really well, gonna do Captain go America: through this. First Avenger was right before the Avengers, so yeah, yeah. But with um, I think I think when you saw the hammer at the end of uh, Iron Man two, that's when you knew okay they are really going all out. They are bringing the, the full cast for this one. Yeah, I can un- I can understand I can understand that. And when Avengers happened, you still sat in the theater and went, "I can't really can't fucking believe this is happening right yeah. now." Um, Especially when you think when you think that it's 
You would have thought DC would have been the first to do something like that. Well, they, yeah. They would have. Would have, but... You know, yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. We're not done talking about the Dark Knight yet. With, with the Avengers, the Avengers happened. And then what happened after that? Iron Man 3, which is, depending on who you talk to, is a hit or a miss movie. Yeah. All right. Thor The Dark World. Usually mm. in the basement of people's yeah. Marvel movies. It's my second to least favorite. Winter Soldier is an exception. Winter Soldier is among everyone's favorite. Right, number, exactly. number one and number two in a lot of right, movies. exactly. But that does a great job of continuing Captain America. It did not need to continue the Avengers. I will actually say that the um, movie it did get rid of Shield. It did get rid of Shield, yeah, and that tied more into the TV show. I think it was more important for the TV show than it was for mm. the Avengers. Mm. But then Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. Guardians of the Galaxy breathed new life into the MCU to essentially just give it, like, rocket fuel. Yeah. No, no pun intended. <laughs> it was it was there. It gave it brand new life. So come 2015, after Guardians is Age of Ultron, and then every movie is off to the races. Every movie from that point on is just amazing. Even even the stuff that would, would dwell in the lower part of your list. Like Ant- Ant-Man. Like Ant-Man or Doctor Strange. Um, I or, love those or movies. Guardians Two. Or shut up. Well, I love Guardians Two. I, I, I enjoy it. It's just I have, like, I, I have daddy issues, but I love Guardians Two. So, um, I think that that is Guardians is the movie that, and I saw this. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob Chipman actually mentioned this today on Twitter, and in the whole rehired James Gunn thing, is that this is the movie that really made the change and really solidified. First of all, a balance of action and comedy within a comic book movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, that's that. And yes, you have you have a lot of little moving parts that that help Iron Man become the more influential of the two. What did The Dark Knight really aspire to? It aspired to winning awards. It is the first comic book based movie to win an acting award. Yep. Yeah. Um, I still believe that he would have won that regardless of whether or not he died. I am firmly in that camp that he would have won it no matter what. Um, I disagree mainly because the at the time, um, the academy were pretty much all douchebags. Still. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah and, but, and, but, and it would have depended what else was up that year. Yeah. Right? Who else? I mean, no, because I, I think he. I I, I give a side with Andy because Heath Ledger was coming off of Brokeback Mountain, what was still getting, and he was a front runner to win the award yeah. that year. Okay, Joe or Mike. So I know you guys have the list up. Who was Heath Ledger up against? The year he won that Oscar. Uh, Josh Brolin in Milk. Milk. Yep. Michael Shannon in Revolutionary Road. Mm-hmm. RDJ Jr. in uh, Tropic Thunder. Right. And Philip Seymour Hoffman from uh, Doubt. Okay. So, Philip Seymour Hoffman already had won one, so they don't tend to double reward. Especially, excuse me, that close to when he won it for Capote. Yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was in a comedy. But... Yeah. I think it, it was I his comeback I, year, yeah. and I think if Ledger had not been nominated, he could have he stood a better chance. Uh, Josh Brolin for Milk, nobody talks about that. No, well, I, I don't know. Milk had a lot of love that. Milk, yeah. had best Milk, Milk won best play. actor and best screenplay. Yeah, um, it's also the last time Danny Elfman was nominated for a music award. It was nominated for best picture. It was nominated for yeah. best director. It had a lot of that going on it, but Brolin is just one character in an ensemble piece. Yeah, um, I don't know. And Michael Shannon was in Revolutionary Road, which nobody talks about. The big thing about that movie is it was the, it was the Leo and Kate re, uh, reunion movie. Yeah, yeah. So that was about it. 
So I still think he was going to win regardless. But the thing was is that what the Dark Knight did was the Dark Knight pushed the Academy to make it kind of like more blockbuster friendly. That's the next year. That's when they implemented the larger Best Picture um, pool, otherwise known as the Dark Knight rule. The Dark Knight rule, which is ironic because in that entire time, not one comic book movie has still been nominated for Best Picture. Um, in fact, if you look at the that next year. Star Trek stood a very good chance of being nominated for Best Picture. It was not. It was cho- uh, District Nine was chosen over that. Um, it was also this was also the Wally rule because Wally was so good they thought it should it should be nominated for it, Best Picture. It, I can't believe it lost Best Original Screenplay though. It, what did it lose against though? Milk. Milk. Yeah. Okay. But that's that's is what it is. It's a comic book movie. Yeah. The thing is that the 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 stuff that The Dark Knight set out to do it didn't manage to complete. Even the, its follow-up movie. Four years later, and it's a movie that really is best known for us making fun of Tom Hardy's uh, Bane voice. Oh, God. Oh, Mr. Bane, I know. See you about to die. <laughs> Wait. Gary, are you serious? Pizza? Gotham City is not even known for it. How does this conform with your New Year's resolution? Carbohydrates, sugary tomato paste, processed dairy. I expected more from you. I expect more from my men. I thought we were on the same page with this. We're all going to better ourselves, starting with food. So, yes, um... So it's just I, I think that and that because at that point on after the Dark Knight Rises they scrapped everything. Yes. Nolan essentially is a producer in Man of Steel in name only. That but, movie has none of his earmarks. But and we'll get this in, in, into this discussion later. It gave DC all the wrong signals. It did. Yeah. Absolutely, mm. it did. It was influential in the in wrong. The wrong. Way. Possible way. Yeah, it was fine as a trilogy, but they should have gone in another direction. Yeah, yeah. especially with Man of Steel, with Superman. But yeah, we'll but that's that yeah, we're gonna get that in just a little bit. So, anybody else have anything to add to that hot take? No, I mean it's it, it, he's not wrong. I don't think he is, he's wrong. You know, unless you're DC, you know one of those hateful DC Snyder Cut fanboys. Oh my God! You know. Stop! Don't Warner Brothers. Uh, if you're listening, first of all, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> secondly. Don't give in to these idiots. No. Oh my god. Don't reward this type of, and we're gonna be talking about this a lot in this episode. Don't reward this type of behavior. What? This is the wrong type of behavior. First of all, let me just say one thing. Do you remember how excited all these I'm just gonna call them fake fans. I don't have another word for them. Remember how excited they got when Whedon jumped on board because Josh Whedon fixes everything? Yeah. And now they want the Snyder cut? Like that was gonna be Better? Uh, it, it, and honestly, it wasn't 100% Joss Whedon's fault either because they were pu- they pushed it to be released when it was. Yeah. And whether they it, whether bu- it was done and or not. And bu- they weren't going to budge. Because yeah. if they didn't get it out by then, they wouldn't get bonuses. Yeah, they, had no. to, they wanted to keep it on schedule so the limited reshoots that remedi- re- reduced a lot of the ability to fix. Right, exactly. And, and they also forced them, forced him to cut it to under two yeah, hours. Because the, ex- the executives wanted their bonuses. For right, them. exactly. Yeah. It was essentially, it was movie by mercenary. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, but that, but these are the same people that were, you know, you know, throwing ticker tape parades that, uh, that Zack Snyder was off the movie. 
you now know. They, now they want it. And now they want his cut. It's like, why and do it's, you it's, want his cut? It's not helping that he keeps freaking releasing pictures. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. And it's like, stop, okay? Nobody you know? else will talk about me! Okay. So, I, I don't think there actually is a Snyder Cut, though, because... No, there is. They've already said there is no Snyder the, Cut. The amount of money that they would have to put into that movie to get, take all those partial scenes and get them up to snuff would be way wasted. Not, not to mention that, but maybe those idiots who are going to do the remake The Last Jedi can also get on board and remake <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. God damn, this is going to be a lot. <laughs> Folks, buckle in. It's going to be a lot of this. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some of these great geek moments because we didn't have much in the way of social media. There was one, though, from Chris, um, from Chris's Cultural Corner, who mentions that he's really excited that Jody Whitaker is taking up the mantle as the first, um, as the first female Doctor Who. All of this is new to me. New faces. New worlds. New times. So if I asked really, really nicely, would you be my new best friends? But the ensuing fan uproar that, you know... The boobs are going to get away in the way of the sonic screwdriver or something like that. Oh my god! Oh, seriously? Oh first my god! Oh, first of all, she's British. She's flat as a board. <laughs> Actually, she's quite attractive. Na- name how many buxom British women nothing, you know. There's nothing about attractive. You can be attractive and flat chested. Samantha Fox. I've I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, he asked the question. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so, she's she's not. It, She's not well endowed enough for them to get like, in the way and take it from somebody who knows. Okay, right. no, it's. I think it's more a. I think it's more of a girls can't play baseball type of mentality. Yeah. And Mike, I'm actually surprised you didn't put this down. The re- resurrection of Doctor Who in the last ten years. Because it really it happened before. Because in 2009. Oh five. Oh five. Yeah. Oh five with, it, with um, Chris Eccleston. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was oh nine. Oh no no. Oh five. Mm-mm. No, it's oh, that was David Tennant. Well, that's yeah. what I watched. No no, not even. Yeah, that's when you watched because Eccleston was only yeah. on for a year. That's yeah. Right. No oh nine. I think was uh, what's his name? Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Yeah. Oh. I think that was two thousand. You don't like Matt Smith? It didn't. It, it stopped being Doctor Who and became the Amy Pond show. <laughs> I, I, I can. I'll, I'll, I'm behind you on that one. So I really that's, like Karen Gillan. Oh, I, I love do Karen Gillan. I love her. She did what she could with the character she was handed, and and her as Nebula is amazing. I'm not holding it against her at all. Right? No, 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 no. no. It was the it was a terrible direction for the show to go in, and and the when they started yeah, reading it, actually, the whole River Song nonsense. It was just like, like uh, that's actually when people kind of started turning on Stephen Moffat. Right. Well, the River Song stuff started in, with Ted. Yes, they. But that was, you know, just just as they started the Bad Wolf stuff before Tenant, yeah. um, and wrapped it up later. It was it was the same thing where they started something. I love it whenever they bring back to bridge over. I love it whenever they bring back a bad wolf reference. (laughs) It always gives me chills. But but yeah, it was it was yeah river the river song that they introduced. You know they introduced her during Tenant to lead up to Matt Smith. So spoilers. So we were watching that episode, and she said that, and my husband was like, "I'm done. (laughs) I am done." Yeah, um, and this is also, I told Chris, this is going to also go into our ensuing um, toxic fan base thing, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. Why ruin everything? 
So on the list here of things that um, are pretty momentous for um, us nerds, and this is actually a really recent one that's been kind of going on throughout, um, kind of throughout the last ten years, is the absorption of Marvel, Star Wars, and now 20, 21st Century Fox into the Walt Disney Company umbrella. That's huge. It is huge, and we kind of already Second one billion huge. Well, seventy-nine well, no, billion but now. Actually. They control, what, almost three-quarters of the entertainment market? Exactly. Here's the thing. Okay, we kind of talked about how Marvel kind of helped with, you know, moving the MCU along. I know, uh, Disney's helped the MCU along. Star Wars is in an amazing place right now where there is tons and tons of content. New, fresh content with real filmmakers making real movies. And they're writing real books. And they're having this great thing. And it's all cohesive. It's, it's all, all right. It all makes sense. And they're bringing back the Clone Wars. Yeah. And they're bringing back the Clone for that one season so we can just get that one story out of the way. Wrap it all up. Yep. But it's one of those things that I would have never dreamed that I'd have a Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. I never once dreamed that that was an actual possibility in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what Disney's been able to do with, I mean, and obviously they've got, the, they've got this marketing machine behind them and it's Star Wars. It's guaranteed to make money unless you're solo, and I still think Solo's going to make its money back on the home video re- rentals. Mm. Yeah, I think long term Solo. I think long term it's going to it's going to it's going to break a profit. It just wasn't what they were expecting, and I still think that's a that's because it was released six months after. And the market, the last the market yeah. Yeah. was very poor. And it was also well, released uh, like three weeks after uh, uh, Infinity, Infinity War, War. And, and one it, week before Deadpool. And I agree, their marketing was just. All the the, I mean, when you have Denny's as your fast food tie-in, you know you're doomed from the start. <laughs> because the last movie I can remember being a Denny's tie-in was Fan Four Stick. So what's it gonna be? I'm not giving you Chewbacca. Got Han Solo? Collect all 12 exclusive trading cards and try a new movie-inspired menu only at Denny's. Solo, a Star Wars story, May 25th. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Which is a shame because I thought it was a good movie. I really enjoyed Solo. I loved it. I oh, thought Solo. I thought you were talking about Fan Four. No, 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 that was and dog shit. Come on. Uh, no, Solo was you, a bit. You like a lot of movies that we all hate, so you know <laughs> we weren't sure where you were going with that. But yes, absolutely. Solo yeah, we was, had a fun time at Solo. We, we thought, had a wonderful time really. at Solo, and and I dragged my husband to it, and he very much enjoyed it. Hey, I mean, the people that liked it genuinely liked it. Yeah. Um, I will tell people this though: if you ever think that you're going to call Ray a Mary Sue, just remember. Han Solo had zero piloting experience, and we're just supposed to believe he knew how to talk to Wookiees, and he can get the he, Millennium Falcon out through, of the maw. Through the, yeah, through the, he, he, he flew the Millennium Falcon through first the castle run in his first time. Yes, exactly. Mary Sue. Jesus. Yeah, uh, but Han Solo Sue. Yeah, I know. It's just... It, Han Sulu. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. Um, <laughs> so, what do you guys think of this Fox merger? Well, technically, isn't it the alien queen of Disney princess? Fox. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Um, oh, my God. this th- That needs to stop. That needs to stop something hard. <laughs> Corporal Klinger is not a Disney princess. Uh, Frank Furter is not a Disney princess. Those are movies dist- the TV distributed by Fox. I don't think they were made by Fox. They don't fucking count. Aliens was. Hey, yeah. Maybe, Shut it. Maybe we'll get the fanfare back in front of Star Wars. I, I, you know, I was talking about, to Mike about this earlier. 
I firmly believe that the R-rated branch of the Fox properties that they're going to release, the Alien movies, uh, the Predator movies, anything to that extent is not going to get released under the Disney banner. It will be more than likely, like Mike had mentioned, like a Miramax type of thing, yeah. where well, no, the, well, Disney will release the no, movie, keep, but it'll be under the Buena Vista Film Company. No, or they'll keep like they'll, they'll keep the Fox brand, like just like they do with Lucasfilm, right? You know, in, in front of Star Wars, you don't see the Disney cast. You do not see the Disney. You, thing. you no, see, see Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. Yeah. So you're going to see the same thing with the Fox property, the R-rated Fox property. You're going to see. The fanfare, 20th Century Fox, and that's it. They're yeah. going to the movie. Yeah, the only, the only sign of Disney is probably going to be in the end credits. At the end credits, when they say distributed by Buena Vista Films. Right. Yeah. right. The other thing, too, with this is be prepared in the next year while they're waiting for this deal to officially be final. Six months to a year. Six months to a year. I've heard 2019 at the earliest. Uh, yeah, it's going to go through international... It's gotta, yeah, because... There, there have been hold ups, international approvals, yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, I, I, th- I think they're probably aiming for this uh, by the end of this year because they, they are, they are not going to release their streaming service until they get this right. And well, the that's the thing. Six months from now is is February. It's August now. It's August oh, now. Yeah. yeah, I think as a comic book movie fan, I'm excited because it means Fantastic Four, X Men. All the Fox prop, all the Fox, Marvel Fox properties, finally have a chance to be introduced. And and now, but now you have the ingredients for Marvel movies for Phase Four and Phase Five going forward. Yeah, but there's going to be some shenanigans between the two Quicksilvers. No, there won't be because uh, Quicksilver uh, MCU Quicksilver is dead. Right, but they also but they have the other Quicksilver who right. doesn't have a twin sister and. He was born a mutant by, well, but, 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 you know, as opposed to we don't being know. zapped we don't by know. a magic stick. No, we just, all we know is that they're bringing the properties. We don't know mm-hmm. if they're bringing the entire story. And I, like I that. firmly believe that after Dark Phoenix and New Mutants are released, that is it. That is it for the Brian Singer um, X-Men made X Men movies. Actually, it's, they're done. You know, if I'm being honest, I would not be at all shocked if we see Dark Phoenix and. Um, um, New Mutants on the streaming service, not on theaters, because yeah. what's, they, they've dumped a lot of money they, into what, those. What's they've what's the dumped point? a lot of money into those. There's, there's gonna be, those, those are going to be the last two Fox Marvel movies mm-hmm. what, before what? it goes into the MCU, and the MCU is going to be complete. They're going to have they're going to show everything. New actors. They're going to completely new storylines. Then basically, they're lame duck movies. Pretty much. Pretty much. Anything Pretty much. anything Fox does now until right. the merger is official. Is, is lame. That's, it's lame duck. That's you know, why I... Mean, I, lame. I it's going to be lame yeah, duck. I mean, I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. No. For, for, after, after, after what Disney spent on the on the merger, they're not going to just dump all that money away on the streaming yeah, new, right. new, They're going to try Mutants and make made. some of it back. Right. Because the thing is, is that they Dark- acquired their debt, too. They need to make those the money back on those two movies. Yeah. Dark, Dark Phoenix will go to theaters. But New Mutants, from what I'm, what I've read about it, I'm like they might, they might stream it because it is the the, the guy that made it doesn't care about the characters and made such a dog, and there was a lot of friction. like there's a lot of stress on set. I've yeah. heard I've heard some negative things. Right, actually I've heard negative things about both of them. Well, we'll have to see. It's just it, at this point right now, it's a wait and see. But when the, the X Men and, and Fantastic Four come to the MCU, it's going to be all new. Right, but I the only, want the only exception I see to that is Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Deadpool yeah. will be distributed under under the Buena Vista Film it'll, Company, it'll on, and, and and it'll have its own separate thing. It'll make references to the MCU, but I don't think they'll have. They can't have Deadpool. I either. think they would be. Yeah, 
I agree. You don't integrate him in. It'll, I think no, it'll, be, it'll be like it'll be like what he yeah. does now. It'll be like what he does now with X Men. He'll have he'll make references to the X Men universe. You might see a cameo to the X Men uh, to the right. MCU, but that's it. You're, he's not going to be in, yeah. in, uh, fully integrated. Into and we MCU. don't know where that's going anyway because you know who knows. Fox is probably producing. Uh, a, De- a Deadpool three, and it will still be a Fox distributed. Well, X Force, yeah, yeah. They're doing X Force next. But here's the one thing I want: I beg everyone in this room and everybody listening to just not lose your shit if Captain America doesn't make an appearance in Dark Phoenix or Reed Richards no. doesn't <laughs> make an appearance in Captain Marvel. It doesn't have to happen. If it doesn't suit the story, it doesn't have to It happen. shouldn't have to happen in the first place. And just because they can doesn't mean they should. Especially considering Captain Marvel is going to be taking place in the, in the 90s. 90s. But still, you could introduce Reed Richards then. Yeah. I mean, you could do you can do some stu- you know, you can do something silly like talk about I mean, the negative well, zone. Not even not even introduce it. You can do like what Man of Steel did and just have allude allude. Oh, you oh, Superman just went through a Wayne Enterprises uh yeah. Satellite. satellite, yeah. So, question. Who here thinks that it was Reed Richards that bought out the uh, the Avengers Tower? They can they can integrate it. They can I, integrate I, I, think, it. I, think I was going to say Norm Osborn, but I think they're going to backward they're going to backwards retcon it and make it Reed Richards. I think I think yeah. I thought I, 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 when they well, acquired yeah. Spider Man, I thought it was Norm Osborn. See, I, I I would I would go with Reed Richards because the Fantastic Four have a lot more overlap than the, with the Avengers. Than uh, than Spider Man villains. I right. think if this deal hadn't gone through, it might have been Norman Osborn. Right. But now that this deal is going through, I think it's going. And be I'll be honest issues. with you, I I would expect minimal integration with the X Men. Minimal. Yeah. yeah Primarily because they, they've already gone down the road of their. There's no such thing as mutants. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, not only that, but it's also the X Men and the Avengers don't tend to blend well, and when they do, all they do is beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, because the X Men are just so overpowered. Right. I think the X Men are going to be in this in the universe, but just on their side. Uh, yeah, kind of like just, just like the comics. Like the comic books. Yeah, yeah, kind of like right. the Spider Man universe here. It's technically it's in, but right. they're doing their own thing. So, yeah. So that I, I think it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. I think that Disney's done a great job with Star Wars. Um, Marvel. Marvel. I mean, Marvel is one of those things. I think there was there's a lot of cooks in that kitchen that made that great. With Star Wars, there are a few people that are making great stuff. Right. Because with that, it's not... First of all, they haven't had as many movies to go to do this with. Yeah. Marvel is 20 movies in now. Yeah. All right? That means that there have been, what, about 15 separate voices. 50, yeah. a, mi- a minimum. 15 different directors. 20 or 21 now? 20. Am and, and Wasp was 20. Oh, and we had this discussion with that guy in the movie who never hung out at yeah. the end of a movie yeah. before. Um, still blows my mind, people. Um, but with Star Wars, there's only been a few movies. And the primary people involved with that, um, you know, within Lucasfilm are Kathleen Kennedy and Joss Whedon, Ryan Johnson, and their screenwriters. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Oh, J- what did I say? Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Okay, I'm sorry, J.J. Abrams. And th- those voices are making great movies. I mean, th- there's been some good stuff, too. Gareth Edwards did a great job with... Um, Rogue One. With Rogue, Rogue One, Ron Howard did a good job considering it was a pickup considering job. Considering what he came into, right? He did an he, he, it was a very good pickup job. Um, I just find it ironic too, going back to, and we're just gonna—I'm not even gonna good use this as a bullet point anymore. It's just gonna be our return to the Kathleen Kennedy hate. She, yes. This woman is pretty. The woman, hundreds of billion dollars worth of movies, and you think she needs to be removed because your little fifis were hurt? 
that Luke Skywalker did come up looking like the 1995 Power of the Force action figure. Games Workshop? Huh? He-Man? Yes. Jesus Christ. The, 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 the Games Workshop version? Yeah. 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 And, you know, yeah, so she's the, the problem. The woman handpicked by George Lucas. Right. The, 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 the George Lucas goes to said, okay, I'll sell you my property, but she's got to run it. Right, exactly. She She's done Indiana Jones. She's done Star Wars. She's done Goonies. Did yeah. She? Yeah. She's been there for a long and a time. Of, and a lot of people are saying, well, she's not a story person. They need a Kevin Figg who's a story person. Well, yeah, she's great at numbers. But Lucas has a whole story department right. that runs overseas. Not to mention the fact they're hiring the cream of the crop when it comes to visionary directors that are good in this genre. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and unless she's step, is she stepping into the stories and makes, which is not. I mean, right. right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not like you know they got somebody bad at stories, Snyder, and put him in charge. Oh God. Right, and then make him in charge of the entire thing, and right. then wonder why. You know, it comes across like a fart in front of the Pope. Yeah, he, just... makes, he makes pretty movies, but he doesn't tell good stories. I say they're pretty. They're really grimy and dark. And look like they're well, being yeah, rendered they're, right they're, in front they're of visually, you. They're, they're he has visually, a visually... Yeah, they have a visual they, aesthetic. They have a visual, yeah. flair, they have a visual flair that only Zack Snyder does. Yeah. yeah. With, I mean, the thing is, too, is that I think... I, when you go back, and I, I, I beg everyone, once a month, go back, watch The Last Jedi. No, I do. I love that. The movie. Last Jedi is such a... It's not just a good... It's, it's a film. It is a, it it is is a transcendent movie. A film. It is a film. Ryan Johnson is a goddamn genius. And I've heard people call him an idiot. He no, didn't understand he, the characters. No. He understands the characters a lot more than you do, fanboy. Sorry it didn't turn out like the way it did in your sandbox in 1984. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Yeah. I was... when I, I'll be honest. When, when Ryan Johnson was, was announced... I was a little nervous at first. You didn't like Looper, did you? Oh, I loved Looper. Oh, I thought you didn't like Looper for some reason. But, no, I loved Looper, but I'm like, oh, Star Wars, this is a little more than he's... Because he's he's an independent auteur. He doesn't, you know... Right. Star Wars, to have your... To for your first mega blockbuster film to be the the blockbuster film, a Star Wars film, that's like, wow, that's that's, that's a huge jump. I'm thinking, I don't know, that might be too much. That might be a little too much for him. Right. That he pulled it off the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. The guy yeah. is a genius. He's earned the, he's earned his three movies. Oh, yeah. He's earned those three those three next movies. Yes. I can't wait to see what they are. Um Because they're gonna be so different than yeah. what right. they're used to. Yeah, they are gonna they're gonna be very different. Like he he was able to, to in you know, tell his story but in the voice of traditional Star Wars. Yeah. And still give it a little bit of his own spin, but not go completely off the rails. It was like when Tim Burton did the first Batman movie. Right. You know, right, knew, everybody, everybody, it was the same, everybody's like, why? Tim he, Burton. He, he knew what he was. The guy was, who did Beetlejuice? Yeah. He was big adventure. He knew, what, he knew what his story was, he knew what his job was, and he yeah, did it. And he did yeah. it. Yeah. And thank God the internet wasn't around in 1989. Oh, <laughs> uh, because, you oh, know what it wasn't around, I remember. Uh, the, oh, my Keaton. God, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Do you know what Mom. they said in Starlog about this? Oh, God. Uh, um, God. Starzine, Fangoria. Yeah, exactly. Fangoria. <laughs> I will say at least the toxic fandom for Star Wars seems to be easing off a little bit with the uh, with the you know they're bringing, ba- we're bringing back in Clone Wars and the announcement of what they're going to do with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, and even because say, that was the be- that was the best that I think most people would right. would. Uh, what I don't want to hear people say is that J.J. Abrams fixed no 
think it's episode yeah, eight. Anybody complains about about the Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson screwing over J.J. Abrams? This was all part of their Doing plan. All part. J.J. Yeah. Abrams. Everything that J. That Ryan Johnson answered. J.J. Abrams set up for him to answer the way he's... He exactly. Yeah. And keep in mind, too, we were going to get Colin Trevorrow oh my God. for episode nine. And if you look at Colin Trevorrow's work, first of all, that guy had a lot of studio help with Jurassic World. A lot. A ton of it. I remember and when we went to see it, we were like, wow, there's a lot of money on wow. this screen right now. <laughs> I really enjoyed. No, we enjoyed. No, we enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, honestly, Mike, especially honestly, because we saw it in IMAX. Only it reason I make fun of it so much is I don't believe it's one point eight billion no, no, dollars no. of good. No, no, exactly. <laughs> okay. The, uh, wait, okay, I think it's one point six. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it was, it beat it beat Age of Ultron. Yeah, and it wasn't Age of Ultron good. No. And Age of Ultron isn't even everybody's favorite Avengers movie. No, no, but it's just one of those things. I think that. We could have gotten Colin Trevorrow for nine, and then maybe if he didn't have Kathleen Kennedy interfering, she'd still take the blame for it because, you know, vagina. Um, (laughs) I know. Hey, it's an unfair world. We just all live in it. Well, can I I make a point about... Absolutely, Joe. That's the whole point of the show. Well, no. The the, the thing about the toxic fandom actually kind of brings up... Another huge kind of aspect of the last ten years in geekdom. Yeah, no, have a mouthful of liquid, please. <laughs> that, is, that is the rise of diversity, not only on the screen, but within the <clears throat> fandom itself. Um, yes, I love the fact that my daughter is not left out of this stuff. Right, Wonder Woman. I she, mean, when, when when we were kids, if you were a geek, you were the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's pretty much it. I mean, and we kept our, we kept to ourselves. Yep. Now you can wear a Star Wars shirt with as a badge of honor now, and right. not as a oh, sorry people. I'm just going off to the library right now. And oh yeah, I wore, I'm wearing my my I drink I know things, things T-shirt from Game of Thrones, and I had a five minute conversation. And everybody with, knows who what you're talking about. I had a five minute conversation with the cashier at Michael's on my nice. way over. And we were talking. She was like, "Oh, oh I can't wait till 2019." And we had this long conversation and and, and everything about Game of Thrones. Right, and other, right. You know, it's great. Now, on the other hand, obviously, the shrinking white male and that's demographic, the, that, and, that and that's the, the issue that side. we're running into right they're, now. They're shrinking, but they're getting louder. They're getting. That's, that's the issue. They have a they have a louder thing, and unfortunately, the platforms that we use to talk about things and have fun, the Facebooks, the the Twitters, um, all that stuff. They just, they will ban me for saying something benign or pretending I'm Elon Musk before they ban some idiot who, first of all, calls us SWJs or SJWs and then goes off on some Nazi rant about something. It's just, for some odd reason, that's where that's where the whole thing is skewed. Um, I am loving the hell, though, ironically, this whole remake The Last Jedi. Oh, because is, essentially, so they that's have so raised, sad. what, $500 million, and I'm going to assume think, no, it's unicorn kisses? What is the cash value of a shroot buck? Excellent question, Pam. One one-hundredth of a cent. So 10000 of your dollars is worth one real dollar? Just zip your lid. Bitcoin? Um, Bitcoin. No, yeah, Bitcoin. No, it's, Fuck Bitcoin. It's, it's like when I make a pledge to... You can't NPR. wait for those dudes to all go broke. It's like <laughs> when I make a pledge to NPR. Yeah. yeah. I pledge to give $25, whether you actually get my $25. Exactly. You don't get the coffee mug until they get it, but at the same time... By the way, I do I do uh, donate to NPR, so don't... don't I donated a goddamn... Don't give me car. I gave them a car. I donated my car to them, because I wasn't going to give it to car for kids. With a K. 
Oh, I hate those commercials. Yeah, exactly. I turn the radio off when those commercials. Yeah. Mike, yeah. I will tell you one thing. We'll get back on the topic. I know of one hold music that is worse than the Cars for Kids ad, the song. It is the David's DVC rental hold music. Excuse me. I dare you. Just call up David's DVC rentals. Uh, they're the broker that we we, oh, uh, yeah. we, we yeah. reserve our Disney uh, resort through. And, oh, their hold music makes you want to jump out of a window and stab yourself multiple <laughs> times in the throat on your way down. <laughs> it's that bad. Um, there was one last thing about Toxic Fandom I do want to talk about, though, and this comes back to something Mike and I were talking about earlier. Um... Apparently, this week has been the week where um, boys in their 20s are upset that they that Warner Brothers had the audacity to release a, a movie of Teen Titans Go. Oh, Guys, God. guess what? It's not for you. It's for my 10-year-old daughter. Well, no, yeah, it's, well, <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of funny because my sister, uh, Michaela, mm-hmm. she, she loved the original Teen Titans mm-hmm. yeah. when she was a teenager, right. Right, from when she was yeah. you know in their mid-teens. And she hates Teen Titans Go. Yeah. You know, she's one of those people. But she understands that it's Teen Titans, it's for the kids. She understands, right. So she has no problem with that. She's not going to watch it as long as she's not going to. She's not going to sit there and throw a hissy fit. Right. That they, Warner Brothers is releasing this for the kids. She just wants them to continue the story of the original oh, Teen Titans. Of the original Titans. Teen Titans, yeah. Um, I just think it's funny because Teen Titans Go, yeah, it, it's a kid's show. I, I, I'll be honest, I get a kick watching it. I think it's a lot of fun, solely because I think in a lot of cases, they do a better job of referencing DC Comics than the Snyderverse ever did. <laughs> well, they also, oh, sorry, what is it called? The Cinematic World of DC no, now? The, DC, worlds of DC. The Worlds of DC. Fuck you. You're not a video game platform. Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? It, it, I, actually, I, I saw the best description of Teen Titans Go is like, it's Deadpool for six-year-olds. Yeah. Because it is. It, it references the DC Universe. It skewers the DC Universe. Yep. And they're not afraid to go after sacred cows within the DC Universe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because... So, it's like, because a lot of people, you know, the Robin in Teen Titans Go is Dick Grayson. Yeah. It's supposed to be Dick Grayson. Well, that... A lot of people who hate Teen Titans Go hate that because... Well, that's not the way Dick Grayson's supposed to be. Everybody loves Dick Grayson. He's not supposed to be a stuck-up asshole. I'm like, yep. well, it's not him. When you were raised by Batman, you're allowed to be whatever the hell you want to be. You can say, fuck Batman. Fuck off. <laughs> My God. <laughs> well, well, they had to do that because otherwise people wouldn't know it that it's going to be edgy and yes, gritty exactly. and dark. You might see somebody's butt. Ooh, oh, for shame. And hey, Black Starfire. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something else here. Now, I was kind of given some corrections on this. Um, I'm still sticking to it, though, because I still think that it's a cognitive point. Remember before 2008, we used to get comedies, all the, like movies that would gross over $100 million that were just straight up comedies. Yeah. Usually, you know, and when I mean high concept comedies, I mean like the Will Ferrells. Like the, you get top stars to do these comedies. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you think uh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Wedding characters, the forty-year-old virgin, mm-hmm. all the Apatow, all the good Apatow stuff. <laughs> um, I read an article last week, and this is what made me think about it: that the year that Step Brothers was released, which was two thousand eight, was the, the last great A-list starring comedy.
Hey, man. Did you touch my drum set? No. It's just weird, because... Seems like someone definitely touched my drum set. Yeah, that is weird. Because I didn't touch him. Hey! Did you touch my drum set? Hey, knock it off! I know you touched my drum stick. Because the left one has a chip in it. You fucking crazy, man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. Fuck you, Brennan. I know you touched my drum set, and I want to hear that dirty little mouth admit it. You get out of my face, or I'm going to roundhouse your ass. You swear on your mom's life that you didn't touch it then. I don't have to swear to shit. That's because you fucking touched my drum set, because I know Pops doesn't start till four. Where are you going? I'm going upstairs, because I'm going to put my nuts hat on your drum set. Okay? Did you do that? I am warning you right now, if you touch my drums, I will stab you in the neck with a knife. Now, I, I, I you know, I, I remember the, the, the hangover being really big. Joe, you brought up bridesmaids, even though I didn't realize Catherine's hatred for bridesmaids. <laughs> well, it's it's not my sense of humor, and it's Joe's sense of humor. So. It is, it oh. is my sense of humor. Yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah, when... when, when you went with us to go see Pacific Rim 2, um, and you, we saw the trailer for Action Point. I look at my husband, Joe, and we're shaking our heads going, no, I turn to you, and you're laughing like crazy, and I'm like, this, I is, like this stu- is... I like stupid humor, right? Like, you, well, I wouldn't call it stupid in front of you. I would call it slapstick, right, yeah, I do, I do gross-out slapstick, humor, yeah. and that is your thing, and you really like it. A lot and of punches in the balls and stuff if, like that. If, if a lot of people didn't like it, it wouldn't. there wouldn't be so much of right, it. Right. So. The, the, the thing is, though, is that there aren't, I mean... You know, thinking about it as well, like something like Trainwreck, another Judd Apatow film with Amy Schumer. I thought it was a very funny movie. It grossed over $100 million. It did well, but there's so few and far between right now. I get most of my laughs off of watching Marvel movies now. I'm not but the, comedies, comedies really are still, a, I've always been a really a niche product. Well, because I don't humor, think they used to be. So, humor, humor is so, subjective. Subjective. it is very yeah. subjective. But that's the thing. I enjoy having like, the jokiness in, in the Marvel movies because it adds levity um, right. to what could be just be fucking downer, Snyder. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the point. Well, is that they, a, you know, they take a, you on a, a true emotional roller coaster well, where the, they get you this really high high and get you a little higher so that when you come crashing down, it's a much bigger fall. Well, the, the, the thing about it, also part of the kind of the, the humor in Marvel movies is I kind of equate it to like gallows humor. Yeah. Like, Police officers yeah. and, and emergency ambulance drivers have like that kind of. You got to joke about it, otherwise you're gonna just lose yeah, your mind. Yeah, you're right. breaking the tension, and it's character-based right. humor, which is my favorite. Right, but you know, but like the Hangover, I love the first Hangover movie, but it's for me, it suffers from the ma- what I call the Matrix syndrome. Oh, and that the, the, the sequels ruined the original for right. me. I can't watch the original anymore because oh, the sequels. No. I, I felt like the first Hangover was a good movie, but it's very much like I feel like the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, they're great. Watch it once. Two days from now, I've, I've almost totally forgotten about it. I, I, and if someone asks I, me, I'll be I remember enjoying that movie. But. I can't quote you a line from it. It's not a, cla- it's, you know, no. not a classic like line-quoting movie. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm really, really looking forward to The Happy Time Murders. That looks, it, it, like I said, I can't wait for that. I think so that's, that's going to go one of two ways. That trailer, that trailer that made me laugh like, so freaking Yeah, that, I was like, I got to a point and I stepped back. I was like, nope. I, I, but I'm that, all in. My, my I, hope I also, is... I didn't love Meet the Feebles either, so... 
And I did watch that. Never saw any of the people. My, my, my oh. hope is Not that it rises much. above <laughs> its concept because the trailer really is. It's in think, your the concept itself. The plot of that movie is so in your I face. Think, I think that I think what they're trying to do is with the trailer sell. So the, the concept, the concept of yeah. an adult. Right. Right. The thing is that we're, we're um, within the month of it being released. All of the trailers have essentially been the same shots. Well, Even the secondary trailer has been the same has shots. It been the the secondary yeah, there has. Yeah, oh. there has. <laughs> you Mike, you subscribe to YouTube Red. You haven't seen the trailers. Um, and you brought up something, Mike, about like movies, like the spoof movies, like Airplane and Naked Gun. Well, there hasn't been a really As of good... 2008, and even beforehand, I think, spoof movies died because well, they became did... the epic movies. And the an epic movie might have been what killed it, which, by the way, 2008. Well, then, then, then they tried to make like spoof movies like the, uh, well, the paranormal. No, pe- and... people tried to make spoof movies who had no business making spoof movies. They, they have no... They they didn't have the humor. No, they're they're trying to cash in, right? On, yeah, and they, as we've mentioned, the, Abrams Zucker Abrams. Well, Abrams. He, oh, yeah, he Zucker the, Abrams Zucker. He went off the rails. One so. of those guys went off the rails. They're they're not going to make movies like that anymore. When they attempt to, they're awful. I think I think and unfortunately because I feel in, in this day and age, uh, parody is is dead. I, I think I think it takes a very unique filmmaker to to. Handle that correctly. I think one day we will get one. I'm not holding my breath. I I, I can't wait for that time because I, I, I don't think I don't think we're, I, I think it's gonna be a long time before we see. Well, here's the thing. I a, think parody a blockbuster now, comedy right in the same vein. I think parody is now being confused from being meta. Yeah, you think about it. I mean, for the most part, we can say all these inside jokes. And you and you, all four of us will get them. Right. All four of us will get those. Like I watched a thing um, last night. Lindsay Ellis was one of my favorite people on YouTube. Did her review of the 2017 um, Beauty and the Beast? She loves the, the movie. She loves the the animated movie, the Beauty and the Beach Beast. Um, the 2017. She's like, thanks, I hate it because it tries to get so. It has to explain away everything. I really enjoyed it though. I just, I, I felt it was overrated. I enjoyed it, but I felt it was overrated. I, but I, she's I, like, there's a lot of explaining that doesn't just need to be explained because they didn't need the the animated movie is a great movie. It didn't need to explain like. Not everything is alive, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that. I, th- I, th- I thought that it went very well. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I think we confuse um, metaphysical now for parody when you're when you're doing metaphysical references in movies and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. All right. What else do we have on this list here? Who brought up this one? The virtual reality. That was me. Catherine, go ahead. So uh, one of one of the things that's come up in the you know definitely within the last few years anyway is augmented reality games, virtual reality games. Like Pokemon Go was nuts. Oh my god! It's still kind of. It's still you know it's, it's not, still it's there. Not... I still look at people like you have a pager. Pika Pika Squirtle Squirtle Squirtle. What the f- am I saying? No, I mean it. This f- makes no sense at all. Say the line, Earl, or you get the gas. For the love of Christ, kids, go read a book or something. You know, it's, <laughs> well, it's like people walking around. But yeah, like you know, I live, I live. You know, when we're out grilling, we have a rail trail right by us that goes. We're right next to a river, and not far from us is a power plant. Yeah. So people were getting their Pikachu's and goodness knows what other. <laughs> their squirtles and their Jigglypuffs and all the <laughs> other porn names that they have. Named these things. <laughs> and, and Jigglypuff, I can see Squirtle. Squirtle, come on, come man. On. 
and you know they're Squirtle all, like, all over my boobs going to gyms and stuff and they were all doing this stuff yeah take a take a picture of it on my boobs and stuff mm-hmm. like that and and um so that was you know that's a huge thing that people are you know and and this is something you could do too like i could have a pork on the table after we went to see the last jedi yes yeah. oh my, my god phone. i love I love that feature on my Pixel. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Uh, the one with Jamie doing his little dance with R two D two. My oh, mom's yeah. like, R two needs some new moves. I'm like, shut up, mother. <laughs> You'll never understand. Yeah, um, stuff, stuff like that, and then there's you know they're adding you know the virtual you know the goggles that you can wear. They do nothing. Uh, we went to we we went to uh, uh, the Space Needle one when we were in Seattle. And they have a virtual reality thing where you can walk around the outside of the Space Needle and look down. And I was like, okay, Joe, you have fun with that. I'm going to stand over here and not do I'm going to stand in this corner <laughs> yeah, until my I'm, stomach... I'm not doing that one. Yeah, yeah no. And then, um, you know, the Apex Center in Marlboro has a two-story Boston-themed zombie shoot 'em up virtual oh reality laser tag game. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it's you No, know, it is crazy that, you know, and this is kind of the thing that... We were told we were going to get 1994, and we finally have it now. Yeah. Um, well, that VR TV show was not even close to what we actually oh, have. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other movie? VR Five. The Net. The Net. Oh my oh, the, god. The Net. And that was pathetic. VR Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, remember that one. I mean, yeah. hell, where Mon- she called people on her on her on her dial-up phone and then plugged in and put the yeah yeah, and then you get like that wash. That, it's like people. That want, show didn't make sense then. I still <laughs> love that in in modern television shows now, when people are on computers, the computer still makes noises when they're typing, and not just like the clickety click noise, but like the screen has like that little noise when they're when they. You don't know the keyboard some of my coworkers have. Oh no. Oh yeah, they they get give those people. They still have the twenty four ringtone on their cell phones, don't they? Um, I don't know, but they 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 actually get keyboards that are. Very loud and clack like oh. crazy. And well, no, brand the clacking new. is one thing. I'm talking about like the actual sound coming emanating out of the computer is like this. And when it processes something, it makes noises. Oh. You obviously, don't watch a lot of TV, so no, I, I right. don't. Um, so, so <laughs> yes. have, I'll bring in my work laptop sometime. And you, oh, can, no. you can listen to how loud that solid state drive is. Oh, <laughs> it's got keys the size of walnuts. <laughs> um. But, you know, the other thing, too, is mobile games. Think about mobile games and how in the last five to six years, because everybody uses a smartphone now. Yeah. Just I mean, about. Yep. Just about, yeah. Not right. not literally. We understand some of you still have burner flip phone drug user people. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, well, I get, you know, I get that all the time. I get old people are like, I must be the only person who buys one of those. Like, no, drug dealers still buy them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, mobile games. That I mean, what old people are, huh? aren't they? That yeah, is exactly. What... Old people. That's how they have to pay for their medicine by selling more medicine. <laughs> um, no, seriously though. I mean, even I mean, I'm sure we all have at least one game on our phones. I yeah. have like three games that I actively four games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to like every day. I have to go through and do my words with friends, ticket to rides, trivia crack, and oh, uh, word streak. I stopped doing <laughs> I stopped. plus the two games I played by myself. I stopped doing most of those. I did, however, uh, just pick up Disney um, Emoji Blitz, and it was only so I could download the emojis because mm-hmm. I want more emojis to put on things. And because I'm such a Disney nerd, that's just what I want. But they're cute. They are. They're adorable. They really are adorable. But it's 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 a Candy Crush game. That's all it is. It's a Candy Crush game. But what else we have on this list here? Do we are we are we done on the on the virtual reality? Is there anything else? 
on the, on the no, tech it's, end it's that really made. Justly, definitely, you know, it's it's become a big thing, and it's it's you know a geek culture that's gone wild. Right. I mean, it is interesting because I mean, in the last ten years, I, I think I feel like console gaming is kind of like I think it's changed enough to warrant a mention. It's. I mean, people still console game. People still oh, yeah. computer I mean, I still, game. Still do, yeah. We all do it, but I don't feel like there's anything that's really been. Yeah, they've they've improved the technology, but overall, it's very it's very plat. It, it has plateaued for the most part since the PlayStation Three because there really hasn't been that much advance in technology in terms yep. of graphics. Um, but you've seen in the last ten years, you've seen a really big shift towards. On the one spectrum, very much uh, story t- story based t- uh, storytelling yeah. based gaming. Yeah, and then on the other side, multiplayer gaming is taking over the world. Fortnite. Yeah. Everybody's yes. talking about Fortnite. <laughs> over, and none of us over- here can play because none of us use Apple phones. No, you. You, oh, you can't do it now. You can do it, no on, on console and stuff. Oh, on console. Oh, yeah, yeah it's huge. Have, but no, yeah, it's, I think it's really huge. I have a lot of my coworkers that work at home remotely. Are, are screaming at their teenage children for playing too much Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's kind of <laughs> gone, really kind of gone, gone under ra- the radar, is really kind of underreported in the mainstream media, is the rise of gaming leagues. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that was, o- that the was Overwatch, thing. like the Overwatch League. Yep, yep, yep. They, I guess they just had their final, Overwatch, the Overwatch League just had their finals in New York over this past weekend, and Toucher and Rich, the uh, the sports, the morning sports radio show that I listen to in the morning. Yeah, yeah, sports. They show. went. They uh, Rich went to went to the finals, and he said it was unlike any sporting event. And he's been to the Super Bowl. And he said yeah. it's like any unlike any sporting event he's been to in his life. Yeah, like like people going absolutely insane. And you're talking about video game players earning millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, video yeah. Games. Oh yeah. I actually, just read a story about. Fortnite uh, parents who are getting Fortnite tutors for their kids. Oh Jesus God! Christ! <laughs> All right, yeah, you're officially a bad parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, TJ keeps bugging me because he saw Fortnite. I was, I was, oh, no. through, I was flipping through PlayStation Network, uh, and he saw Fortnite on it. And then he, he's been bugging me ever since. You gonna download it? You gonna download it? You gonna get it? You gonna get it? Because it's free. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. Right. He's like, you, you gonna get it? It's free. You gonna get it? I'm like. Uh, we'll see, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other thing with that, too, is that I think it's in the last 10 years has been more prevalent is the shittiness of DLC. Oh, you can... Especially EA. EA. You can play EA. Yeah, that's all, it's all EA. Fuck you, EA. Um, all right, what else do we have on here? Catherine, I think you, this is another one of yours. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, cosplay going mainstream. Yes. Yeah, way mainstream, yeah. It is, it is so mainstream. Like, you see things, you see ads for... Conventions and the first thing that comes up on the website for a sci-fi convention is no longer all the celebrities that are going to be there. It's all the cosplayers, cosplayers. yeah, who are going to be there. And, and it, then they'll tell you about Jeff Goldblum. And, <laughs> they, and they get like they get like huge numbers of followers on like oh, Instagram, yeah. social media. There and, are there are and they're making money off. They're making oh, yeah. bank off. Yeah, I'm like there's how do you do that? There are lines. There are now lines at Joanne's Fabrics of fabric cosplay. Fabric is now something they sell. Um, you know, that's in somebody's name, so somebody made bank. They sell, like, uh, the costumes, which had already been doing pretty well since, like, the first Lord of the Ring movie, frankly. They were getting better and better. Mm. 
they had been, you know, I have an excellent uh, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman costume from way back when pattern. But now you have cosplay. Uh, like, I used to, the, you know, except for, like, movie patterns, it was really hard to find official patterns. Yeah, but the, but the level of creativity and... Oh, it's amazing and, that you can do And now. craftsmanship. It, it is quality work. Like, stuff that would give movie costumers a run for their money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had to... I, when I did the... the the costumes for the competition for the the Star Trek, I had to draft most of those costumes in, like, muslin. Yeah. You know, based on... I was like, okay, I need this kind of tank top, so I went looking around until I found a, like, swim top that looked about right and then cut a skirt funny and hmm. found pants that had seams in the front that I could alter and turn into overalls yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, some, of the, some pictures I've taken at D23 are... I mean, those costumes are just... Yeah. People, people have incredible. always people have always been doing that at sci-fi it, conventions. Just now, it's more. But now, but now it's, it's mainstream. It's but now, more. but now, like no other people are aware of it. It's kind especially, of like, especially in, within the Star Wars universe, the Five First. Uh, yes, yeah, is a huge. Mm. He was a huge factor in yeah. Star Wars cosplay as mainstream as it is. Yeah. yeah, and it's, the, it's they've been around for a very long time. Well, they've been right. around since the beginning, right? So, right, I mean, but since, but now that you know they're you know they're becoming more mainstream and, and you know. I'm gonna say normal people have the heard. Yeah, the, the the mundanes have heard about all this stuff. Yeah, it's actually interesting because we're when we're, we're playing our Disney trip for next year. We're gonna be at Hollywood Studios on May the fourth. Be with you. And um, <laughs> Autumn is actually seriously considering what can we do for the kids. You know, with Scarlet is gonna be more. Let's just find something that's gonna be off the shoulder and. and Climate ready for right. her without being. Yes, yeah, it's gonna be right. So totally gonna be right. Yeah. I mean, mainly for her, it'll be hair. But like for Jamie, I mean, the sky's the limit for that kid as to how he can dress. And all that. No. <laughs> I have yards and yards. Well, you don't want to put him in a trash can for. <laughs> I, have, I have yards and yards of Jedi brown fabric that you can have oh, for free. Wonderful. I might just take you up on that. I mean, we're planning on having him do the uh, Jedi training. Mm. Yep. But oh, if he could have his own robe. Oh, oh, if he could have his own robe. Oh, that's that's easy. I made a friend of my, friend of mine's kid his own robe when I made it for him. Yeah, it dragged on the ground. The last time he wore it for uh, Halloween, it was at his knees. Oh wow! So he must really love it. He he loved it, and also I made it out of like this ridiculously durable fabric, and I did it with French seams, so it would be really hard to tear it out. No, oh, that's good. You know, I was I made it for a child to enjoy and wear, like I wore my costumes as a kid. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's. I mean, honestly, if my daughter were old enough for cosplay, you know, some of the costumes Autumn has made her, her Disney princess costumes, mm. that merit a costume. If oh, Scarlett yeah. would just stand to put a wig on, yeah. she'd be a dead ringer. It's just, it's amazing, you know, the work you can do. You guys do great work. And I, because Autumn does it, I have a full appreciation of what you do. Yeah. <laughs> she's promising she's going to make me my own costume, but that would require me to actually get off my ass and go to a convention or something. Mm. So, I wanted to do either uh, Moon Knight or Daredevil. Oh. Moon Knight would be cool. Moon Knight would be... Yeah. It'd be different. Nobody does, I've nobody does yeah, Moon Knight. Nobody, nobody does Moon Knight. And when they do, they do it the lazy way. Oh, I'm wearing the white suit and the yellow tie, Moon Knight. Fuck <laughs> off. Like, I always thought, if I, if, I, if I did cosplay, I'd love to do Dr. Fate. Because nobody does Dr. Fate. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Fate. Yeah, one, I, I one, like of my Dr. Favorite, Fate. one of my favorite ones I saw at a convention, like, at Aresia back in, like, the early 2000s, was a guy dressed up as a cop with tinfoil circles all over him. Ah, cool. He was the T-1000. Oh, okay. And to, to, to this day, the most memorable uh, cosplay I've ever seen was at the one time I went at the um, Comic-Con, 1999. Yeah. So someone dressed up as a witchblade. 
Oh my wow. god. As in, that was all You've that was covering. Be, that was all. Yeah, yeah, you you, you be, need to be very confident in yourself. Oh, seen, she I've was, seen, and she had, she she had, had assets. assets. I was going to say, she had the assets for it. Yes, yeah, she yeah, did. I've, I've seen, you know, like, I was in the Costumers Guild for a while, and, and uh, in case you're into this, listening to this, and you're really into costuming, uh, look up Costume Con. Yeah. Uh, that's an annual convention from the Costumers Guild, and... You know, they have people that are of all shapes and sizes, all interests. You have the people that do, like, absolutely authentic, perfectly crafted Victorian dresses entirely out of John Deere quilting fabric. Oh, as a, as a comedy joke. You know, because they can. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was bored. I was sick of making it out of sat- satin and silk, so I decided to go in lawn. So I decided to do something different. Um... The, uh, the Doughboy Doughboy is my favorite. Somebody <laughs> dressed up a little adult, you know, a Pillsbury Doughboy. Doughboy as a World War One Doughboy. Oh, nice. <laughs> it, was, it was delightful. That's funny. That's funny. And, and, then, you know, and then, there's, then there's the lazy people. I mean, Agent Smith. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Suit and sunglasses. Yeah. And a little earpiece. Yeah. Yeah, you run a little wire to your ear, you're done. And, uh, Mike, uh, getting back to Wish Blade real quick, I believe that the word you were looking for was fun bags. I, I still I still prefer assets. Okay. Yeah, because actually, fun bags does not involve the invoke the perkiness you require right. to be witchblade. Yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> All right, Mike. Will you uh, put the next one on here? Uh, yeah, I put in that uh, DC has created their own cinematic universe. You know, and it comes yeah. full circle. <laughs> great, great. The movies have not been stellar so far. I mean, they've been mm. a couple. A couple of the stood out, but most of them Wonder have been. Woman. Yeah, Wonder the Woman. One that's really and even Wonder Woman, forgive yeah. me for saying this, did not stick the landing in the third act. Well, no. yeah, Wonder Nobody Wonder likes that third act. Wonder Woman's good, but it it doesn't have the rewatchability of a lot of them. Seem. I wish it did, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I tried to rewatch it, and I'm just like, mm. and then, I know that David Thewlis is coming up soon. Yeah, oh, but, and I but, felt, and you fall off at the like you said the third act. You're like, this is great, this is great. Uh, yeah, but, it's, it's like reading Beauty. But by when Robert you get McKinley. back to that though, when you get back to that also is that now now that you have seen Justice League and it's like, all right, so all those strides are what for her to just tilt her head and go, boys. Yeah. Now, but that No Man's Land scene is pure cinematic. Oh, it is oh, beautiful. It is. it is a beautiful scene, Mike. That's second act stuff though. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, but, that's that's a moment. But does, in a movie. But this DC Cinematic Universe goes back to the point I made earlier. They took all the wrong lessons from The Dark Knight. Yeah. So what were you two fighting about? It's so complicated. He thought I was going to kill humans, so he decided to kill me first rather than just talk to me about it. You were going to kill Superman? He was going to try. I sort of let him win. Oh, I beg to differ. I seem to remember you lying on the ground crying out for your mother. And what was her name again? Martha. Martha. I'm sorry. I need a minute. <laughs> I am so confused. Our moms have the same name. He's really sensitive about it. Why did you say that name? Your mom isn't the only Martha in the world, dude. Your mom's name is like my mom's name. What does it all mean? But now they're 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 fixing it though. It looks like they are fixing it. We're gonna, Mike. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this as a friend, as your best friend, Mike. I am going to beg you, please tread carefully on this because you have been burned before. I know, I know. Uh, Aquaman. The more I watch the trailer, the more I'm enjoying it. But it does. It, it's it's of, still it's still questionable. Out of the Aquaman and Shazam, Shazam trailer, 
Shazam! I, I cannot wait. For, for, I have more hope for Shazam than I do for. Oh, Aquaman. I am! I am freaking excited. Because I need a second trailer. You know I need a second trailer to really know if I'm going to enjoy Shazam. And, and, or not. and, I, and I'm kind of with you, but you know why? Because the vibe that Shazam gives off is the vibe that Superman should have had. Yes. Yep. Well, not quite. Not but quite, cl- but close enough. But the it, the, that, the, the that hopeful, yes, that hopeful. And and I'm a I'm one of the few people actually I enjoyed Man of Steel. I actually right. thought it was a good movie. It was well done. I thought there were good elements in it. But it still misses the point of what Superman is. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And he, and and you didn't need to make a rehash of Christopher Reeve Superman to make. If I mean, if if the comic books have shown us anything. Different writers can make Superman be Superman right. without copying other writers. Right. That Honestly, I mean, yeah, I, I know you guys are not big fans of Justice League, but the reason I like Justice League is because in the end, when, when he's carrying that building there, that is the Superman I've been waiting to see since the beginning of Man of Steel. But the problem is... That is, is the light... But, but, but the, the problem, problem is, is that there was not enough established that beforehand. Right. The lead up to that... It, that one sequence, and I, and I saw the sequence. I know which one you're talking about, even though I haven't watched the movie. Still want to get you drunk and watch that. It's, yeah. it's that it, it it's trying to force you to forget everything that came up beforehand. And, and, also, for, and for and a also, moment, it did. Oh no, it doesn't. The well, thing for me, is, it did. The thing is that, like, yeah, he's he's flying along carrying the building, but it comes off in such a show off asshole way, which is that not it the way really he is. Doesn't help, right? It, I think it, it worked for me. The biggest the, issue I feel with how they got Superman wrong was that he did it because he had to, not not of any sense of duty. It's just like oh, fine. Well, I'll I do. Just, I and just, you know, David no, McLean. That's the, that's the no, way, that's David McLean brought this up before. I will do this because right. I am the only one. They not because he wanted. They, they treat altruism like it's a bad thing. Yes, right. Superman has him, to be altruistic. And the, and the thing is, and, and I hate to bring politics into it, Zack Snyder is a known. Libertarian and Ayn Rand, Rand follower. Yeah, he Ugh. and and he, head, and, he tra- and he tried to inf- infuse Superman with Randian and ob- ob- objectivist ideals, which does not work for, for Superman. Superman. No, 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 he was created by a couple of Jewish boys. Yeah, so Jewish immigrants. Jewish yeah. immigrants. So Ayn Rand is not right. So 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 when so when in Man of Steel when when Superman goes to Lois. Well, in my world, that's what, that's you know that's a symbol for hope. It falls flat because there was nothing leading up to it to let you believe that this was yeah. that this is somebody you should put. Yeah, there was in. nothing. There was no story behind anything. It just seemed like it was decisions made in the moment. Right. There's right. Like, and but I, I mean, just from I'm just going by the trailers. Yep, obviously, yep. it does look like they are they've acknowledged that that was not the correct path, and they're trying to shift. Right they're now, tr- whether right. or not there, there, again, there's fun in the Aquaman trailer, there's a lot of fun in the Shazam trailer. Yeah, yeah. Aquaman also got f- finished filming last year. With exception, excuse me, with the exception of a few reshoots, that movie is still died in the wool. Um, died in the wool Snyderverse. Yes, uh, but it's also James Wan. It's James Wan. I understand that. And, I'm, I'm, get, and I'm not. James James Wan is it has a proven track record at improving. Failing right. franchises. Right, but th- there's a big difference between Fast and Furious and the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, that's a that's been established difference. for... My bigger... Honestly, my, my bigger concern... I feel this is going to be very similar to Wonder Woman. I think they're going to bring you into a world 
And then when you leave that world, all of a sudden you pray to God you're going to get that No Man's Land scene because you know the third act. Patrick Wilson, who looks like an idiot, he looks... I mean, that just could be bad CG, it could be bad makeup, whatever. It's just like, why are we afraid of this man? Right, Black Manta should have been the the primary. I just think it's funny that... Black Manta's going to be Doomsday. I hope not. They have a cave troll. And see, and that's that's another thing, is... Man of Steel came out in 2013, a year after Avengers. Yeah. They had time to... The problem with the DCEU is it it felt crammed in. Man of Steel... All of a sudden, all of a sudden, after Man of Steel was supposed to believe that Batman has been active in the DC universe, and all of a sudden he's going to hold a grudge right. against Cal, uh, against Clark. It's it, it, they just there was no. Yeah, they're not earning the. Beats. They're not earning the beats. Like like they're trying to cop. Yeah, they're trying to copy the Marvel beats, and they're not earning them hard enough. Right, exactly. And and so and but they're like because they ha- they feel like they have to they, catch they up gave, too fast. They gave no, they gave Superman and 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 I and I understood a lot of the criticism. With Man of Steel, and my hope was with Man of Steel two, they were going to do a course correction and show us what Superman that he learned from this. That he's they may be still be doing that. But the problem is, right? They may I still honestly, be doing that. Mike, I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. I don't think Man of Steel two is going to happen. But they, they by shoehorning by all of a sudden going from Man of Steel to Batman v Superman, there was no chance to redeem Superman. No, I just find it funny that uh, Joe, the DC guy. Is not the one, I'm the one that's defending that's, DC. That's the thing here. that kills me because Superman is my favorite yep. hero. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And he is. The, he is. He is. He is. Like I like I said during our DC versus uh, Marvel lot episode. Yeah. Episode. He is the alpha of superheroes. He is the guy that everybody's supposed to look up to. Yes. And Snacks that Snyder turned him into an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I th- he did what I thought the, the impossible. But not even Richard Donner could do it, or was it Richard Donner in Superman Three? Richard Lester. Richard, Richard Lester. Yeah. Could do it. Yeah. That you know, I, w- I kept arguing. I'm like Marvel, or like, Marvel was doing so well. DC should have been like, okay, we don't got this. We're just going to keep small villain, arrowing, flashing, Supergirling, and because even they are, you know, in my the like, TV shows are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're I, they're I, pretty I, good. But what I'm noticing is now is because they're all in the CW. They suffer from CW. Don't cancel shit. So they're starting to get to this point now where they're getting tired. Yes, they they don't cancel them early enough. So what they do, they let them linger beyond the point of expir- their expiration date, and then they start rehashing old episodes, right. old ideas, right. and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I, so, gave, I gave up on Supernatural this year. I gave up on, and well, I've been I, watching it since day one. Yeah, I gave up on the Flash this past season. Yeah, same here. Okay, I, and I love the Flash. I love I love the Flash TV, but after. After last season, I was like, I, 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 I another I speedster. I can't do the speedster of the year again. I can't. Yeah, I will say for Justice League, I will say that uh, Barry Allen almost carried it. He was really good in that. He was. Ezra Miller did a really uh, good job. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, 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 hus- my husband Joe loves Flash. Oh, I love the Flash. He too, doesn't. He's never. He, we we tried. To, we watched the show for a little bit. He, we couldn't get into he, it. But it, it, he loves the Flash character. He knows a is, lot about the whole is, thing. Is, is, is Joe he, a Wally West Flash or a Barry Allen Flash? He's a Barry Allen Flash. Everyone okay. should be a Barry Allen. Fuck these Wally Westers. Come on. Well, no, I, I'm I'm a Barry Allen Flash yeah. guy. But he was. Oh, oh, the Wally West people are. They are. They are hardcore. Wally they're they're motherfucking Tim Drakes. <laughs> what about the, I like uh, Tim Drake? What about the Jay Garrett guys? 
<laughs> They're dead. <laughs> so, what else do we have on this list, guys? Uh, YouTube, I think we- YouTube and crowdfunding have become outlets for creative people to really showcase themselves. I agree. I think that that's been a big thing. I, I hate... There are certain movies I feel can be crowdsourced to an effect if you're not looking for anything more than just keeping it within your venue. Um, but I, I think if the the quality of content on YouTube is actually very good. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are yeah. more... I think there are so many people I watch exclusively on YouTube now. Um, the majority of the TV I watch is essentially what I stream off of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, Nostalgia Critic, Bob Chipman, What Culture... Um, all of these things are just really good outlets for for my interests. YouTube gave us the first successful and really good quality sequel to Karate Kid. That's true, they did. I still <laughs> won't watch it, but and, and, and long long before that, uh, the Guild. Yeah, the Guild was a YouTube. Yeah, and even some stuff like I know that like Donald Glover got to start on YouTube yep. mm-hmm. before you know moving on to stand up comedy and everything, and that. He actually introduced us to people like Ellie Kemper and other people from uh, Second City. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a good thing. The and crowdfunding... The funny, and, the, and the funny thing is, these YouTube people are becoming celebrities in their own right. Yeah. Right. You know, especially within geek culture. Within our circles, oh, yeah. that, they that, are bigger. That, that, that geeky cooker girl? The, the one that... she's She's got a whole line of, of cookware that you can buy. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know... Shapes, you know, cookie cutters and stuff that you can buy at uh, Michael's. I was amazed to find out that my friend Brian Dermody went to college with Lindsay Ellis. Wow. Really? Yeah. He actually shows up in one of her videos in, this, in the Showgirls episode. <laughs> he shows up and I'm like, I just, I'm just looking at it and I'm like, grab my phone and I just, Brian Dermody, I like having nice tits, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh. You finally watched that. I mean, yes, I finally watched that. <laughs> and I said to myself, is that Brian Dermody? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that stuff's great. And got guys like Brad Jones, uh, who's the cinema snob, he funds his movies through crowdsourcing. Yeah. It's, you know, pretty much to sell them at conventions and stuff like that on Blu-ray and DVD. And most of his stuff are, like, spoofs of Christian movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's that Jesus bro. You're only one of the biggest YouTube atheist celebrities in the country. Well, a real atheist wouldn't brag. We simply teach by displaying our superior lifestyle and informing others of their terrible life choices. Oh, Rick, are you okay? Okay. All right, can we just end this? Are you sure you want to do that? Who are you supposed to be? Who do you think I am? A hallucination brought on by a drunken head injury? You cut deep, Rick. What do you want? I need your help, Rick. What we need to do is send you back to Earth, use your internet celebrity, and convert millions of followers! You expect me to go back to my fans, tell them I had a near-death experience, hallucinated, and talk to... Santa Christ. If you could be less of a condescending schlub about it, that would be preferred. <laughs> and Jesus, bro, too. <laughs> They're so easy to spoof, too. Yeah, and that if you, he, he's another one. Go and watch some of the just the cinema snobs on these these hyper religious Kevin Sorbo movies. They're hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the thing, crowdfunding is a weird thing in and of itself. Anyway, I apologize. I don't tend to donate to crowdfunding just because I'm poor. Um, 
I used to do it a lot. Yeah. I, I can't do. afford it. Well, you, you I, can't afford I it. I yes. other things I need to give yeah, my I money got, to. Yeah, I, I got more, I got more bigger priorities. We were, we were a single-income family. I need, I can't do that. So, um, I got even when we become a double-income double, a double income family, I, I still won't be able well, to. Well, it's like I've got, I've got friends that bike for the Pan Mass Challenge, and I've lost many friends to cancer. So, yeah. my and, and then there's, of course, politics. So, I've yeah. got to give my money to candidates I care about. Yeah. Yeah. I well, got, hey, I mean, I got kids and a two-ton paperweight. I got to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> you were so happy with that paperweight, though. I am. I mean, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And what happened? Uh, Death of Superman lives. What happened? Yep, you so, you funded that. Yeah, you helped I did fund that. Fund that. We just lost John Schnapp, Actually, mm-hmm. rest in peace. I did not realize he was the director of uh, Metal. Uh, Middle Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was one of the really. One of the, I love wow. that show too. He, he was I like to tell one to a half hour. Joe. Huh? Yeah, Joe owns Joe owns that on DVD. Yeah, he, he was also Toki. One, I love Toki's my favorite character. He got his one of his starts as an editor on a Space Coast Coast Coast. Oh, oh nice! And uh, he he actually was one of the, he did, he was a voice on a couple of episodes of uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh really? Yeah, he he. Nice. I mean, when uh, when after he died, uh, they, Adult Swim put a big old big old oh, splash nice. page nice. saying you know John Schnitt, uh, nineteen fifty seven to sixty seven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Metalocalypse was better when it was 15 minutes. The half-hour yes, half stuff, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, God, just... come on. But yeah, no, I love Toki. He's just so whimsical and fun. <laughs> he is, he's so fun. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I is good and you suck. <laughs> so, uh, so what else do we have on here? All right. The advent of affordable music and movie streaming services. Netflix. Yeah, remember when... I mean, Netflix has been around forever. Yeah, but I remember when it was just... DVD, you know? right? Yeah, ten years ago is really when they tr- actually no, it was eight years ago when they really turned the page. And all this, <laughs> the first episode of of uh, Geek Salad. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm just saying though, in terms of streaming, when they announced their price break structure, which was grist for the mill for like three weeks, yeah, they improved their streaming service to the point now where we stopped getting the DVDs. Yeah, oh, yeah. other I, than I, the fact I just I hated just having them collect dust while I'm like. Ugh. Do something about that. Yeah, I, I canceled that too. Plus, another. I never right, had that. You know what? Another I great did. thing. I just for only years. Had, yeah. Another great thing about these streaming services is they're also giving us high, high quality programming. Oh yeah. Some of the best stuff on television now is, is through the streaming services. services. Yeah. And they also give us hope for stuff that may not work out in mainstream media. Yeah. That maybe that get canceled. Well, I mean, just just look at the rest of uh, development. Yeah, but even still, I, I I've gotten through ten minutes of the the first episode of this current season. Yeah. But well, I mean, just look at uh, what happened with Andy Serkis's uh, Jungle Book movie, Mowgli. Well, that movie, yes. I think they 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 lost their distributor. I think no Warner Bro- Warner Brothers got cold feet after oh. you know because of uh, because the, of the Disney Disney one. one. So they sold their distribution distribution rights to Netflix. And at least with with that. They're not worried. They don't have to worry about losing their investment anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just I don't know how the hell they're going to spin that. I mean, it, as, you know, as long as it's not like, oh, let's watch the Ice Princess. It's not like Frozen, but the characters look the same. Dude, dude the cast on this one is oh, the cast massive, is amazing. Though. Yeah, but they've been talking about this movie for three years. Yeah. Also, and it's finally getting released. But like stuff like Glow. Oh, Glow would not have a mainstream audience no, had no. it not been for Netflix. I don't think Stranger Things would have. The same impact as it does on, on Netflix as it would on like sci-fi. It would be yeah. tight. Um, I mean, run have you, the Runaways well, I mean, on Hulu. Yeah, that series is fantastic. And for like anime fans like me and Mike, 
Netflix gives us a ton of anime. Yeah, Crunchyroll. Yeah. You know, we got Crunchyroll. Uh, right. And Voltron. Funimation. I mean, it's... I mean, there's so many. There's BritBox for stuff that my wife likes to watch. Hulu's got some great stuff on there. And even if it's not just for original programming, just being able to go back and watch old TV. Oh, hell, Hulu, uh, or, right, right before I came over, I was watching Animaniacs. Yeah. yeah. On yeah. Hulu. Yep. You know what I was watching on Hulu? What? Home Movies. Oh, oh man. jeez, I remember that one. And the original squiggly one, not the not the cleaned up oh, version. Oh, oh, God. oh, like the Dr. Katz type of? Yeah. Oh, neat. Don't, uh, I don't know. I, oh, I, I love that. I th- no, because... I, I enjoyed those, but... It, it, uh. No, because they, they actually, when they re-released it on Cartoon Network after so many years, yeah. they re-released, when they did release them in HD, they got rid of all the squiggly... On all the episodes, oh. they got rid of the squiggly lines. I'm like, oh, this doesn't look the same. I <laughs> think that... The coach always bugged me on that one. <laughs> But even still, like some of the streaming services, like you know, something as illegal as Showbox. Mm. Showbox affords me the ability to watch stuff that airs in the, on the BBC the very next day. Um, we've already watched Joe because I know you'll be excited because you're you're probably coming up on season four in about a month of Poldark. God, we've already finished it. We've already finished season four. Uh, it's all on Showbox. We just you know one after the other after the other after the other, and it's it's great too because the BBC uh, announcers at the end of it. Yeah. Well, that was an emotional roller coaster. I think I need a cuppa. Coming up next. <laughs> I do love those BBC interviews. Oh, they're fantastic. <laughs> they're awesome. No, there was like no, no. one guy, because they alternate between a woman and a man, and then last week's was like, right, now listen up. Well, it's. I listen, oh, BBC One. It's, I listen to the BBC World Service at work, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's the same thing as like. I find them so soothing. Oh my yes. god, that's the best way to listen to the news. Yeah, Christopher Titus had a funny thing about that. It's like. It's like, Satan is coming back to the world. And now, the World Cup match. (laughs) (laughs) And today's cricket scores. (laughs) I have no idea what what those scores are. They're also the only people that can actually pronounce the names of, like, multi-syllabic countries. (laughs) Where you don't know if there's there's too many vowels or too many uh, consonants in the the name. Azerbaijan. Yeah. Or their own, or, as or a Persian, or towns within their own country. Right, exactly. Although they I'm do add on Stratfordshire, on even upon Tyne, upon <laughs> they do add an extra syllable to aluminum, though. Yes, aluminium. All right, and then the last thing on 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 the list here that I oh actually you know we didn't talk about mu- music. Oh yeah. I mean, there's always been a Pandora. There's kind of always been a like a, a slacker radio. Uh, I I remember Napster. Napster, yeah. Napster. That, motor, I, that metal, Metallica decided to get rid of because they wanted another golden, golden, golden boat. Yes, Spot. I mean, I think Spotify might be some of the smartest money I pay every month. I love the ability to just listen to full albums without having to go out and buy them. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't pay for Spotify yet, but I listen. No, I mean, you can get a lot of it. You still get a lot of content just with the commercials and the yeah, inability get, to. Well, no, to I'm, shop a, I'm a member of. Pri- I have Amazon Prime, right? And they have their own music ser- right. streaming yeah. service. For the and most the part, they're thing. virtually the same thing. They they really have most of the same uh, catalogs. Even Apple Music is the same way now. You can um, subscribe to Apple Music and get the same type of thing that Spotify. I, I am aware. I'm just making a point for Apple using listeners. And I also I also Even love uh, iHeartRadio. I heard it's a weird one. It's, rock, eh. I like Rock Nation. Okay. Um, their, their, their like identifying spots are really hilarious. When I joined the gym, I started using IHOP because I wasn't going to pay for a service. And I'm like, oh, it's not bad. Um, I tried Pandora. 
Their workout mixes are garbage. You just got to use oh, it. You might get like two good like new metal songs, and all of a sudden it's like, why the fuck am I listening? Yeah, to I'm not. I'm, li- not, I'm not listening to playlists. I'm listening to live radio. You okay? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening to either Alt 92.9 Boston. Yeah. Or I'm listening to Rock Nation. Right. Because. They have funny things like, you know, my my girl finally found a test she couldn't flunk. The EPT test. <laughs> and that's, that's one of their... <laughs> they've got a lot of good stuff like that. Another another one, like Joe's favorite is, uh, my husband's favorite, is um, it's a good thing we don't have to hunt for our food anymore. We don't even know where tacos live. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, I mean, look at the medium that we're doing right now. Podcasts. Podcasts have become huge in the last ten years. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, sure, we're not really riding that gravy train, but, you know, a lot of people are. Um, every wrestler I know has got their own podcast. Every, you know, every every you know side character in every TV show has got their own music podcast. I mean, I listen to Are You um, Talking R.E.M. R.E. Me with um, <laughs> Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott, and it's just like, you know, two funny guys talking about music. You know, there's so much stuff, and that's thanks to apps like uh, Stitcher, uh, iTunes again, they do a really good job with that, um, you know, and all the stuff that we're going to talk about when we actually go to our our closing housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then lastly on this list here, uh, we kind of brought this up. This is a last minute ad, but I just had to talk about this based on a story that launched today. Um, this garbage wave of nostalgia reboots, the quantity, the quantity over the quality. Because Mike, tell tell us the story that you heard but today. You are not talking about the Elf rebooting this, are you? Yeah, uh, uh, come on, that is pure gra- gra- gravy train gold right there. Oh my god! Stop! I know. Stop! Stop! <laughs> Remember Elf? He's back in pod form. <laughs> Make they, it stop! There are, I mean, there are some really good. Reboots of stuff from the 80s and 90s. I'm not going to say any of the television that's come back out in terms of reboot form. Like, all right, so Roseanne is one. Um, they're trying to bring back Frasier. It's going to be white collar Trumpism. Uh, it is. It's uh, white collar Trumpism. Yes, exactly. What is the other one that came back? That actually, oh, Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. Will and Grace was hilarious. hilarious okay, though. I just, I just have a feeling. It's like, what more is there to say? Not true. You know. I will, um, say, I will say, as far as '80s reboots, I Fuller mean, I House. For me, oh yeah, Fuller House. For me, the best '80s reboot so, so far, Voltron. Yeah. Oh, and I'll go with, with with the best '90s reboot I've seen thus far is Ducktales. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Ducktales is phenomenal. DuckTales, my kids love Ducktales. We were all sitting, all four of us, sitting in the living room watching the the premiere of Ducktales. And the second that the you know like the, the Scrooge's enemy, mm-hmm. he's oh, like Clum Gold, yeah, Clum Gold. It's like ah, oh, I think he's so rich. It's so oh. Scottish. My wife spat her coffee out. <laughs> you know what? I will, and and kind of, kind of as a, as a tangent to this, I want I will say the quality of cartoons these days. Oh yeah, is top notch. Yeah, in terms of storytelling, I think that yeah, in terms of con- cartoons made for kids. One of my and, and one of my favorite cartoons right now on Cartoon Network is Steven Universe. We are the crystal gems. We'll always save the day. And if you think we can, we'll always find a way. That's why the people of this world believe in garnet, amethyst, and pearl, and Steven. 
It's beautiful. I love that show. I think Gumball is Oh, Gumball's awesome. hilarious. It's one of the funniest My shows. kids love We Bear Bears. Yep. Mike, you're reaching out to me. What, what, well, the greatest thing about all these, you know, all these cartoons that you guys are mentioning is that, yeah, they're designed for kids, but there's enough in there that adults can. Oh, well, yeah. Well, really no, the, sto- the story of Steven Steven Universe story is way, way deeper than just a little yeah. kids kids tale. Absolutely, so it's, it's wonderful that that people are actually greenlighting stuff that kids are capable, you know, understanding that kids are capable of and watching these kinds of kids things. Kids aren't idiots. People, and, uh, people have forgotten what they is, were like as children, and, and so the, they the think that is, only kids only like dumb stuff. And the, and the thing is, Steven Universe is one of the gayest shows <laughs> oh, yes. I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Doesn't he have two mothers? Well, no, he has his mom. He has a mom and a dad, but a lot of the characters, a majority of the, the crystal gems are female. Yeah. And they, a lot of them are very much... Yeah. A lot of it's based around gay relationships. Right. I think that... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that a lot of that animation, especially uh, Cartoon Network, has done a fantastic job with yeah. that. Even, you know, going back to uh, Teen Titans Go, I think I, I think it's great for kids. Yeah, I think it's great. There's enough for me to enjoy it. I can sit there and watch and go, oh, come on, turn this shit off. This isn't like Paw Patrol. Oh, God. Where there's usually five minutes of original animation, and then let's cut to them going into their boats now. No. I am so Actually, glad my son outgrew that show. Oh, oh, my, um, the uh, Big Hero Six, the series isn't isn't too bad. Either. I haven't I haven't I'm, seen that. We haven't watched ta- the Tangled series yet either, though. But. Actually, uh, John made me watch the first episode of that. It was really good. And, and they 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 got back um, uh, Zachary Levi and yep. um, and many more. Many more yeah. And that brings us back to full circle with Disney again. Dude, Zachary Levi's star is massively on the rise. Yeah, and, and he's, he, he, Well, I was a huge Chuck fan, yeah. so I'm happy to see that. And no, he, he's still keeping in touch with uh, where he came from, too. Going back to Disney real quick, because we're almost... We should really wrap this up pretty soon. Yeah. Going back to Disney, have you guys found yourself, especially in the last ten years, kind of... This is, may just be me looking down your nose at any animated movie that isn't a Disney movie. With a couple of exceptions, and I'm, I'm mainly, by a couple of exceptions, I, gen- I mean I gen- I gen- Lego movies. Well, I generally tend to give DreamWorks <coughs> theatrical releases a lot of kind of leeway. Yeah. But for the most part, non-Disney, non-Pixar movies, I, I automatically assume as second-class citizens. But that's the thing. The, Lego, like, the Lego movie was wonderful. The Lego what, movies what, are, but the Lego, Lego movies are, the Lego movies are so unex- unexpected. Well, Warner Brothers Animation has actually had a pretty good run, because so, I mean, they released Team Titan Go. Yeah, and that's been actually got really good reviews. Got really good reviews. No one's going to see it, but um, but the Lego movies I don't still back. don't count as a ma- animated movies because they don't look like animated movies because like they, they, they do they look, look like, like they look yeah. like stop motion, you know, <clears throat> right. Stop motion animation. But when you look at, especially in the last ten years, you got to admit, DreamWorks has a template, and that template first of all starts with their poster. Here's yes. your main character with their cocked eyebrow. Go back, look at every D, uh, DreamWorks. Poster in the last ten no, years. DreamWorks template is Madagascar movies. Um, no. I mean, yeah, no. Well, then there's um, Universal's got uh, the Minion stuff, mm. and then Sony's got Hotel Transylvania. Ugh. Yeah, and it's just these are movies oh. that my mother you puts on for the kids to just Shut entertain them, them and get them out of her hair. I won't show those movies to my kids. The the, uh, the only real thing I will show them outside of Disney at this point is Ardman, and you get a movie like that. Every six years, if you're lucky. Actually, there is there is an, an animated movie coming out this uh, this fall winter oh, yeah. by Sony Animation that looks really really. Well, that's great. a Spider-Man <laughs> movie. <Yeah. laughs> Let's be honest, Mike. Does it really count? 
You no, started bringing it up, and I knew exactly which yeah. one you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, because I remember um, a couple months ago, my mom was taking the kids to the movie, and she's like, I think they'd like to see Peter Rabbit. And I'm, like, thinking in the back of my mind, no fucking way do I want my kids seeing Peter Rabbit. And I looked at the thing, I'm like, oh, hey, same time, same theater, Early Man is playing. I think they'd like that because my kids like Shaun the Sheep. Boom. Crisis averted. <laughs> I, I, I can almost guarantee in that Peter Rabbit movie there was a scene of, like, oh, you don't want to eat that, that's my poo. Yeah, I'm guaranteeing they did that. Uh, yeah, so. I know, I've got a coworker at work that whose kids love that movie and he's got Peter, Peter stickers on his computer. <laughs> I, I was first made aware of the movie um, by Diva, who hosts Musical Hell, also on YouTube. And she's like, what in the green shitty hell is this? <laughs> and I, I, I put on the trailer, and I'm like, this can't, this, this can't be real. Oh, it this is. cannot be happening. James Corden, your star is on the rise. Why are you doing this? Why are these woodland animals shaking their booties? Because uh, happy feet. Not uh, sing. Yeah. Sing. Sing. Oh God. Oh. Oh boy. Yeah. So that was a that was a fun way of ending the show. <laughs> well, I thought we had one more thing we were supposed to talk about. Oh, our tenth anniversary, right? Yeah. All right. So yes, guys, thank you again. Yes. Good, good conversation. <laughs> Christ, I'll try to edit that out. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. Ten years. Unbelievable. Wow. I can't believe you've been here for almost. I, 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 see, I was thinking about years. 2013, yeah. episode 90 is when Joe showed up for our yeah, Halloween, Halloween episode. episode. Yeah, Catherine, do you remember what? Uh, what was your first official? Uh, you guessed it once, and I then guess, you came back. I, you I guessed, you it, guessed it, it that year. You guessed it. Like I twice. guessed it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I guessed it. I guessed it on the Marvel versus DC trying to be the female voice, and the problem was that I've only really read X Men, so right. my my knowledge was very limited. And then I came on for something else. Was it was it the the oh it was like the vampire one or something? Yes, it was the vampire mm. episode, and that was. But I think yeah, I think that might have been the episode. That was uh, the episode. That was like your tryout, I think, because after that we we're like, we need to keep her. Yeah. So was that was that when I told my my Star Trek Wrath of Khan story? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was apparently like that. That one, you guys lost it for about five minutes. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, yeah, we're just keeping You're in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike, what was your first official episode? When did you officially become the full full timer? Because uh, you were you were a part timer up until I think episode like twelve or something like that. Yeah, or? I was like 11, 11 or twelve, I believe. Yeah, actually, no, 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 it was sixteen. Okay, because that was the uh, that was the prequel episode, I think. Yes, I think that's when you officially kept kept you on. Yeah, and I don't remember the Mike Mike Rooney's official last full time episode. But Mike did a lot. In the early days, Mike was a big driving force on this show. I'm sorry he wouldn't be here tonight. I think it was our 100th episode was like his last. No, he was here. It wasn't his last full time. Mike had dropped. uh, He pretty much had dropped out uh, for a number uh, of reasons Um, uh, prior to that. But he kept coming back. Episode 52 was our our first MST. He came back for MST. He came back for the 100. Yes, he hosted the 100. For a while, he was doing the summer episodes. Um... And then, you know, he, he was here for a video game fails episode earlier this year. Yep. Um, and he wanted to make it tonight, but he just couldn't get out here. So, Mike, thanks for being part of this. Thanks for being the driving force to help me 
create this show and coming up with the name and all that fun stuff. And it's funny too because it, we have like we don't even really have like fully sophisticated equipment now. We have a snowball mic, which is like the most sophisticated thing on this table right now. <laughs> and um, we the first episode, I had bought a podcasting microphone. The issue was that we had bought two of them. They had the headphones and then like the the Judy from Time Life thing yep. <laughs> branching out of it. When we plugged both of them into the computer, we found out only one worked because for some odd reason you can't split left and right channel on a PC. Mm-hmm. And this is back when we were using the Dell. So uh, we actually took one of them off, just flipped it upside down, and spoke into that mic. <laughs> and, and then, then we bought that. We bought the stick mic, which actually had to use the. Um, the microphone jack. Yeah. And the problem was there was a thumping sound. I remember that one. Yeah. Like, so for the first, like, 20, 25 episodes, there was this little, like... Oh, you, no. you, you know the uh, you know on Robot Chicken the uh, robot humping the uh, oh god yeah, it was like that, that. Yeah, it was like the, that quack 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 it was just weird and then um, for Christmas Autumn bought me the uh, the first snowball the silver snowball and it was like oh my god what a market improvement it plugs into the USB and it sounds good and we've been using that ever since we've been through five computers in that time yeah um, yeah originally we started on the Dell. Uh, we had the... Uh, and then the Dell died. Yeah, then we had the H... No, the, actually, the, the Dell I can still turn on. It's that fucking HP I've, had, I've crashed three times. Oh, yeah, isn't that the one that, like, the completely, it completely wiped it's out? It's in the office right now. It hasn't been touched in three years. Yeah. Um, two laptops, and now we run everything off a Chromebook. So, yeah. Cheaper. Oh, way cheaper. I love this thing. <laughs> this thing is amazing. Well, except when it stops recording. Yes, exactly. But people don't need to know that because we're going to do such a good job editing that out. <laughs> but yeah, this has been great. I mean, I don't know what the next ten years holds really at this point. Let's look at the next five and just be optimistic if we can make it that long because 15 years is a long fucking time. And I don't know. I'm going to be 56 years old if we make it to, uh, to, to <laughs> sort of, you know... The 20th anniversary. 56 years old. Talking, I'm still talking about this shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Fuck those fans. They still haven't remade The Last Jedi yet. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to Trump, unicorn farts actually is currency. <laughs> he's a robot. He's a head on robot legs right now. <laughs> it's like a... It's like coming, an episode out of yeah. Rough. 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 <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, we need to do another Simpsons episode just because. But speaking of um, next episodes, this is one Mike and I have been meaning to do for a while. Every year we do a Disney show. And every year we, we've kind of run out of ideas. So what we're going to talk about next time, and this is not going to be a countdown because, oh my god, it'll be an arduous task. <laughs> we're going to cover the live action Walt Disney Studios branded Movies. Okay, that means you cannot include anything with the Touchstone banner, with the Hollywood Studios banner. Don't be a smartass and throw a Weinstein group or Miramax <laughs> thing in there just because Buena Vista Entertainment released it. Pulp Fiction! Yeah, exactly. No, you know some asshole's going to be like... Um, actually, The Rocketeer is one of those. Rocketeer is a Touchstone film. Yeah. It does not count. But oh, Clerks. Yeah, Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> Clerks is a Disney movie, people. So, don't be worried about Deadpool. There are so many foreign films with full frontal nudity that were released by Miramax. <laughs> that, um, so, we're actually talking about the Disney Studios movies, which I think started with um, Treasure Island, right? I think Treasure Island's the first uh, official. No, no, no. Uh, well, I mean, the first one was like... 
like Fun and Fancy Free or something. No, Fun and Fancy Free is considered a Walt Disney animated. Uh, it's part of the. It's part of the fifty-seven. Oh, yeah. All right. No, no, there, so, there was... so, well, well, well. Well, we're actually what we're going to do is, Mike. You don't need to look this up right now. I don't. Mike care. and I have to. agreed that what we're going to do is prior to recording the episode, he and I are going to do one of our Geek Salad hangouts, and we are just going to list off by decade all of the all of the qualifying movies in this, and you, my friends and listeners. Can pick the ones that you like the most if you want to talk about them. There is a lot of shit. I, I've got it all printed out. It's about ten pages. Although it's a mixture of right. Uh, it's staggering. It's yeah. staggering how many there are. We're not going to talk the about cat all of them. From space. Oh yes, yes. <gasps> <laughs> the computer wore tennis shoes. Yes. <laughs> Unidentified flying oddball. <laughs> Which mountain? Well, yeah, it's it's you know what because it brings back so many memories because I remember when I. When I moved to Acton and we got cable and mm-hmm. Disney Channel was what part of the basic cable package. Yep. And all the Disney live movies got so much heavy rotation. Yes. The cat from space. Uh, Return to Witch Mountain. Return to yep. Witch Mountain. But, oh, the, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Nah, but we're also talking about the stuff from the 90s, space, too. Like so Tim Allen is the shaggy dog. Also starring uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, uh, as part of his plea agreement. So <laughs> I did recently watch the original Shaggy Dog. Yeah, just last uh, Thanksgiving. Well, wow. Technically, their first the nutty professor. Technically, their first live action movie was Song of the South. Oh boy, oh, we want to forget that one. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. November twelfth, nineteen forty-six. Nope. All right. So yeah. Okay, so we're gonna be talking about that. If there are any that come to mind, please let us know. You can email us at geeksaladradio at gmail dot com. Are we counting victory through air power? No, we're not. <laughs> We're um, also available uh, to chat with or post on uh, fa- our Facebook page, which is Geek Salad Podcast, uh, on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Uh, you can also check out our full archive at geeksalad.podbean.com. Stream our stuff anywhere. You can stream it on our YouTube channel, so please don't forget to subscribe and be notified. Click the bell to be notified. Um... That also includes Mike and mine and Julie and John is uh, tour through the Disney um, parks and resorts. Yeah, we're still trying. We're still to trying those. to figure out when the heck we're going to do our uh, Disneyland. By the time this recording, it should be up. Yeah. Um. At least Hopefully. Disneyland, and then we're going to go into the resorts for one episode. And then they'll be done, and then we do other things. Uh, also, uh, you can get our um, the audio from our shows there as well. You can also get us on Stitcher, on Google Music, on Spotify, on iTunes. Am I forgetting anything, Mike? I don't know. I wasn't listening. Okay. Also, <laughs> and also, the Podbean app. So don't forget. And that's actually where you get the full download, not just the last year's worth of uh, episodes. Yeah. So if you want to get into the deep cuts, there's some good stuff on there. And I think for episode 200, we might just have our top 20 countdown. Yeah. We've earned it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so. Oh, boy. So anyway, until next time. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth, be nerdful, and happy voyage, morons.
Willie hears you. Willie don't care. 